Boston College should have been kicking off on Monday, but instead there is no bowl game. And now, where do the Eagles go? All of this and more on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Boston College. This is AJ Black, editor and publisher of BC Bulletin. I'm also your host. Today's show, we're going to look at where BC goes from here. We'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, talk about some, some of the news and even more COVID cancellations. I know that's like the last thing you all want to talk about, but let's kind of rehash where we're at. So on Sunday, Boston College canceled uh, the game, or the military bowl canceled the game because of an outbreak of COVID-19 within the Boston College football team. Uh, there was over 40 players out. Now, I want to clarify, that doesn't mean they all had COVID. You had players that had opted out. You had players that had got injured, whatever. So there was an outbreak, but they did not get to play. Now, again, I want to clarify. I just want to make sure that we all get the, the facts straight, right? Pete Thamel tweeted yesterday on Sunday that Boston College did not have enough pl- any players in a, an entire position group. You know, could have been defensive backs, could have been offensive line. We don't know because Boston College is not going to um, reveal that. But the fact remains, if you don't have a whole group of players and they're going through COVID protocols that the conference set up, there's nothing Boston College could have done about this. Like, they had too many players out. They could not feel the team. And as I said on yesterday's show, I do feel for ECU fans. They're not reacting in a very compassionate way, but that's what they're doing. And, but... This is what it is. You know, the, the bowl season is now over for Boston College. I know some folks had asked me, you know, oh, what if they get cleared uh, in a couple days? Will they, could they, you know, push off a bowl like the Fenway Bowl and do that at the end of the season, like at the end of the bowl season? Because uh, there was a rule I saw out there that, like, you can move all the bowls up to, uh, I think, January 10th. I don't think Boston College is going to do that. I think, first of all, for, you know, the one thing that Jeff Halfley has done consistently since he's been head coach, is care about his players. Last year, remember, Boston College canceled their they, – they, they declined a bowl uh, opportunity because Jeff Halfley had no had – no, knew, excuse me, what his players went through through that whole year to keep themselves safe. They had zero positive cases. Now, COVID is rav- ravishing this team. And you can you can argue why that was happening. I think, I think the team has been pretty safe. Um, and they're all vaccinated, so – it's just a different environment right now, but that I think what Halfley's gonna, I think he's gonna look at the forest through the trees. He's a good guy like that to see that kind of stuff, and I think he's probably just gonna send his players home. You know, if they have to quarantine, they go back on campus to their quarantine area, do whatever they have to do, then they go home and to be with family. I don't think he's gonna push more football on his players. Now, there's certain coaches out there that I could see do that. You know, there's some rah-rah coaches. You know, Steve Adazio is the first one that comes to my mind. But, you know, even he, I think, would be a little bit more understanding, I think, at different points. But I just don't see Boston College doing that. I think the season's over for them. And, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're into the next realm of what happens for college football. There's the late recruiting period. We'll be watching that and seeing who Boston College goes after. We've, on BC Bulletin, listed about three or four names. Uh, the transfer portal, uh, for those of you hoping t- that the transfer portal is going to be a robust addition, we've talked about this as well. I don't think they're going to get a ton of transfers this year, but you could see some more players uh, exit out, and we'll talk a little bit about that in just a moment. Then we have the senior um, 
All-Star Game. So we have the Shrine Bowl that's going to have Alec Lindstrom, who, who declared for the NFL draft on Sunday. Well, and, you know, that was a big deal. And Brandon Sebastian, who also declared for the NFL draft. Now, it's funny with Lindstrom, you know, he's had a tough couple weeks. You know, obviously his mom passed away, and that, that's going to be an emotional moment for him. Um, he declared after the game, and, of course, the ECU fans attacked him because they have no clue what's going on. Um but he's going to play in that bowl game, and, you know, depending on who you read, he's, a, like, probably a top-five center. And centers, depending on their versatility, um, their their draft stocks are not particularly high. You never hear of a center going in the first round. And we'll have Mitch Wolf talk more about this later, because drafting, is in that's kind of his bread and butter outside of following Boston College. So we'll talk more about that. But I don't think of Lindstrom as a top you know, probably, probably like fifth rounder below, but that's still, you know, he, he is, he's got the capabilities to be a, an NF, NFL player. Um, and you know, he's done a lot of great things at Boston college. You remember he had that pardon my dude podcast, uh, which I loved. I listened to that all the time, which, which Lindstrom, if he doesn't have an NFL career could totally go into, uh, the media because he's just, he's got an engaging personality, has great interview skills for a kid in college, um, and he's just, in, he's interesting to listen to and he'd bring out interesting stories all the time, whether on his podcast or in, in the media room. Like he was always one of my favorites to interview because you knew Alec would give you something more than just like boilerplate. Um, you know, we played hard, blah, blah, blah. Like Alec, you could ask him stuff and he'd give you some really fun answers. Um, and I always appreciated that about him. So he's... Going to head off to the NFL. The next name to watch for that is heading to the NFL is Brandon Sebastian. Again, I, you know, both of these guys, Lindstrom and Sebastian, I forgot they even had extra eligibility. Lindstrom could have come back, which I thought, I was like, man, he's been here forever. But he, he, he had extra eligibility, but he's declaring. So is Sebastian. Sebastian, I think, had one more year, too. But, you know, Sebastian, I don't think, has any more anything left to prove. I think he's kind of topped out at what he is able to do. And just like Lindstrom, excellent guy. Love talking to him, too. I thought he had some great moments uh, to talk about, I remember, you know, obviously he had that big interception again, or not interception, a fumble recovery against Clemson last year. He had the interception in the end zone to steal the win against Mizzou. You know, he he was a big time player for Boston College. Again, I think he'll get drafted. He'll probably be a late third day draft pick, but you know, he's going to take his chance at some point. I don't think Stank sticking around would have improved his draft stock at all. And he's been at BC, I think for four or five years. So it makes sense for him to go as well. And you always want to wish these guys well, because this is, this is a big moment for them. They're take, they're getting out of the comfort zone of Boston college. They're heading to the NFL. We'll get to see how they do during um, the combine. If they go to the combine or, or pro days at Boston college, um, who knows how that's all going to go with the way that COVID is going right now. Uh, they may have to adjust that again. And of course I forgot Zion Johnson. He's, he's out of eligibility. So he's in the he, He's into the draft. He declared too, and I'm like, you uh, you have no eligibility left. You have to declare. Uh, he's going to be a first or second round draft pick. I think second round would probably be the uh, a fair guess for Johnson. Uh, so th- you have basically all of your answers. You for the players that are staying, you have Zay Flowers, Phil Dracovic, Josh DeBerry. All announced. Those are guys that could have gone. They decided to stay. And then the guys that are leaving, which was Alec Lindstrom. Again, no surprise. Brandon Sebastian, no surprise. Zion Johnson, no surprise. And that's kind of where we're at with that phase of our coverage of BC football, because we'll see if any other players, I, I think everyone has made their decision, you know, names to watch for guys, maybe like CJ Lewis, interesting to see if he comes back for an extra year. 
Um, you know, there's a few other names out there that may make a decision on what they're going to do. Marcus Valdez, I'm almost positive he's coming back, but there'll be some, maybe there'll be some news that we'll have to kind of break as that kind of, that goes along. But that's where we're at with BC football. In a moment, we're talking about BC basketball, which got even more bad news. <laughs> it feels like it's just bad news all the time now for BC sports. And we'll get into all of that in just a moment. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black here. Now, if you have not done so already, go to our YouTube page. Now, we put up every episode on YouTube. It's the streaming audio for everything. You got, we got a cool little graphic. All you have to do is hit subscribe. What I love about YouTube, especially like if you're at work, what you do is just hit that subscribe button. It'll give you a notification every time there's a new episode. And with YouTube, you could just, you know, listen along at work. You can leave comments um, or, you know, building out some comment sections in the bottom where you can kind of talk to other BC fans about what we're talking about. Or, you know, if you're just listening at work and you need to just kind of scroll between the two, it's easy to use. So go to youtube.com, search Locked On Boston College and hit that subscribe button and start listening to our shows on the YouTube page. It does help us tremendously. So if you are interested, please do that. I think it would help. It's free too. It doesn't cost you anything. So you sign up for a free account on YouTube, usually with your Gmail account. If you have Gmail, boom, 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 you are done. You subscribe, you get all our sh- our podcasts and you're helping our show. So obviously the big news has been about the bowl game that got canceled because of COVID around the world. You saw the Tony, the tiger sun bowl get canceled or uh, it's on hold right now. As I'm, I'm saying this because Miami had to pull out Washington States trying to figure out what they're going to do. You had um, you, the Fenway bowl for the second straight year has been canceled. Uh, the seemingly Fenway park will never have a bowl game um, because they just can't get, <laughs> it can't get healthy enough up here. So those three have already been, uh, you know, adjusted along with the military bowl. But it's not just football that has been affected by the COVID-19 Omicron um, surge that's going on right now. You just look at basketball. Right now, basketball all over the world, and especially in the NBA and college basketball, has been smacked by this variant. And it's been because of positive cases. Now, a week ago, BC had to originally forfeit a game against Wake Forest because they had a, a uh, uh, they couldn't put together a team to play in uh, that game. But then, like two, I think it was like a day later, the ACC reverse course changed their ruling that, you know, that if players were sick, they, did, they couldn't forfeit a game. It would just have to be postponed. Good news for BC because they, you know, again, just like football, was completely vaccinated. They changed that, so now the team they can play this game later well boston college was scheduled to play florida state on wednesday at conti forum and the game was canceled or postponed excuse me it's got postponed again and it's because of boston college and they weren't just the only team the games uh there were three games that were postponed because of covid uh, outbreaks and that was duke at clemson florida state at boston college and virginia tech at unc and so Boston College, Duke, and Virginia Tech are the teams that I think were the reasons why these happened. So they're all adhering to the COVID protocols within the ACC Medical Advisory Group report, which you can find online if you really want to read it. I don't. But again, this COVID um, flood, the surge, has really messed up college sports. And what bugs me about it, and I said this with Mitch yesterday, is that there's no it does there doesn't seem to be either a co- any conference leadership to change things and credit to Jim Phillips for for fixing the protocols but there's no like national movement to change anything 
And right now, you have a ton of teams that are just getting hammered with the COVID stuff. And you have to look at it and you don't know, we don't know any of the, the data, like how many of them have are symptomatic, how many are asymptomatic. I think that information would be super valuable to know like, okay, so Boston, you know, like Duke, they have six guys that are in COVID protocols. Five of them are asymptomatic. It, you know, what can we do to kind of adjust our approach to playing, you know, with those five asymptomatic guys? Because if they're fine, why can't they play? Now, you know, I'm not sure. I'm not a doctor. As, as Mitch and I said yesterday, we're both guys that just, you know, talk about sports. We have a day job to go on top of that. But what can what can the medical professionals talk about so that we can start to move ourselves towards a new norm? Because it seems like COVID's not going anywhere, right? It's like the it's, you know, whether you're vaccinated or unvaccinated, this Omicron thing is just hitting everybody. And the, the vaccinated people are mostly asymptomatic or very, very light symptoms. What, at what point do we decide to say, okay, you know, those guys, they can play, but, you know, they have to be masked or socially distanced on the sideline. They need to be isolated in the locker rooms. Um, or, or is it too dangerous because of, you know, on court, um, you know, cross-contamination? I don't know. But it feels like we're hitting that crossroads where something has to change. Something is going to have to go in terms of like the, the, the change in the policy that the, the college sports has right now. The NFL has done it already, right? They've lowered the amount of time that people have to um, isolate or quarantine due to COVID, uh, COVID-19 positive tests. And it's kind of helped, I think... What the on-field product? You watch the NFL right now, and it doesn't seem like you're watching a team and going, "Oh, they're missing like five of their offensive linemen because of COVID." Now they have some teams that have had that issues, but now that their new policy is in, it kind of limits it. You get you get the people that are stuck because they won't get vaccinated. Like guy Cole Beasley seems like he's going to be in COVID protocols for, for the remainder of the year, and you get some other guys that are getting in and out a lot quicker. Now we don't have all the data yet. And I'm not going to get into the, the the data about COVID. I'm just saying it seems to me that this is going to be a change. And Ross Dellinger of SI.com had an interesting quote that I think kind of leads me to believe that it should be coming soon. He talked to Dr. Jeremy Cowles, and I apologize because his name, and he's a member of the NCAA advisory group, who said, Jeremy Cowles said, conversations are being had. That's the hard part, truly understanding when somebody is no longer infectious. The CDC doesn't differentiate between a 70-year-old and a college athlete. That's some of the work that NCAA is trying to do. Can we say there is a standard of safety that may be shorter for a vaccinated college athlete than your average 70-year-old? And what they propose in the article is saying that basically because symptoms are subsiding because of Omicron in like two or three days, to really reduce that number. And that would really impact, I think, a lot of college sports, right? Because if like BC had an outbreak, but all of the symptomatic kids and asymptomatic was done in two or three days, you could you could wiggle some some leeway to get that bowl game in. I don't know if it means just, you know, delaying it three days, you know, isolating and then get the team back on. You could do things like that. But because of the archaic rules around the NCAA and this 10 day, um, you know, quarantine, it doesn't work right now. It's just it, it it's basically putting a sledgehammer to that. Now, to play on the other side, we still don't know everything that's going on. And just like with everything, it's still like finding out on the seat of our pants. So 
we don't, you know, you, you, I, I guess there's some hesitation because it's COVID that you don't want to do that. But there's a lot of doctors that are starting to push the other way saying, look, this is just like a common cold. Some I saw it was like Troy's medical doctor said this. It's like a common cold. Are we going to continue to freak out just because the label COVID is part of it? So it's a, it's a nuanced conversation. It's not sledgehammer one way or the other, but you need leadership to be able to figure that out. And I have to say right now, I don't see a lot of it. And I feel like it's hurting athletes. It's hurting fan base. It's hurting, it's hurting the sport and the, and you know, the, the programs in general. So hopefully we get some of that soon, but for now, BC basketball is off until Saturday where they play UNC. Who the heck knows if they'll even be ready to play that. Um, and we got hockey, I guess. <laughs> Welcome to BC Bulletin. We're a hockey blog. Um, but in a moment, I'm going to chat with you just a little bit about, you know, some of the roster stuff that's going on with BC football and uh, moving into the offseason. Just a few little news and notes that you may want to know. Thanks again for making Locked On Boston College your first listen every day. Make sure to check out the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview 2021. Local experts betting advice and draft analysis on every episode. The most comprehensive college football playoff preview begins its live now. Check it out wherever you get your podcasts. Bet Online has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as college football continues its march through the college bowl season and the pro football playoffs begin. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKED ON to receive that bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 21 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, so don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. Bet online, where the game starts. Welcome back. This is Locked on Boston College. Hope you all have had a nice Christmas holiday season and uh, enjoyed times with family and friends and hopefully uh, got to you know exp- spend some time with those you love. Now, we were talking, we talked about the basketball program with COVID. We talked about football program with COVID. Let's get away from COVID for a while because I am tired of talking about COVID and I'm sure you are too. Um, And let's look at some BC roster news, things that are just going on with the program, things you may want to know. Now, last week I had um, posted on my Twitter account talking about old football players. So guys that have been part of the program that have moved on. I love to look and see how they were doing and... As we know, Steve Adazio got fired from Colorado State. And when he went to Colorado State in 2020, a lot of BC uh, transfers ended up with him, and which made a lot of sense, right? You had Cam Reddy, Matt Valachi, David Bailey, uh, Elijah Johnson. You had a lot of different names that uh, went out west to be with their former head coach. And now a bunch of players have already, now now that Adazio is gone, they have re-entered the transfer portal. And those players were Cam Reddy, who was an offensive lineman who basically was never going to play at BC, uh, w- was going out there to play with his coach. He is going to enter the portal. Elijah Johnson, who I swear has been in college football for eight years now because he transferred to, um, he, no, he, he committed to Boston College, I want to say 2015, 2016. Um, he had a year off with a medical red shirt. He has another year because of the COVID waiver. So he's like a sixth or seventh year player. He's going to try to find another uh, transfer location. I loved him when he played at BC. I don't know how bad the injury was. It seemed like it 
it lingered for like two or three years. So I'm not sure if that impacted his ability to play, but he's in the portal. And then Mike Siafani, a uh, defensive lineman from Massachusetts who also transferred to Colorado State this year, is back in the portal again. So I, I, I feel for kids like Siafani, man. Like, can you imagine, like, you play at Boston College, you're at a home school, you're you're in there with Steve Adazio, you, you, you find that you got, you got your program, right? He gets fired, they bring in a new head coach who basically tells you, you probably aren't going to be a fit in our program, why don't you try to find someplace else in the Pro You go out, you move away, all the way across the country to another program, you know, on the other side. A year later, that same coach that you went to travel with is gone again. He got fired. He got fired. You decide, I don't want us to be in Colorado because I'm going to probably get another coach that doesn't want me. So he enters the portal again. Will he come back What east? I mean, does he go to like UMass? Um, does he go to an FCS program like URI, uh, UConn, UNH, something like that, one of those FCS schools? Or does he find another program closer to Colorado? But this poor kid's got more frequent flyer miles than probably I have in my entire life. But so those are some BC players that are already in the portal uh, again, since Adazio left. Now, Boston College themselves had another po- player, portal player enter after the bowl. Now, I expected this to happen, right? Usually after a bowl game is when you get a few of those players that are like, you know what, I'll stick around for the bowl, then I'm heading out afterwards. Because we've already had like nine guys enter, you know, with, you know, Hugh Davis, Joe Sparacio, Kobe White. You get a bunch that had entered. But I had expected maybe a handful to, to enter right after the game. And, you know, we had a few right after. Uh, sorry, we have had one so far. So, so far, so good. And that was Steven Ruiz. Steven Ruiz is a kicker. He was a, he's, he's transferring again. He was from New Mexico State. So just like Stefani was going one way, Ruiz could be going the other way because he, he went out to New Mexico State, ended up back at ended up at BC. Really hasn't played all that much. You know, you had Danny Longman doing most of the kicking, uh, place kicking, and you had I mean, I'm um, sorry, kickoffs, and you had Aaron Bumeri and Con- Connor Lighton doing the place kicking. There wasn't really much of a role. Now, he played a little bit this year. If you remember that Georgia Tech game uh, where they were trying, instead of kicking to Jameer Gibbs, they were kicking these funky kickoffs over and over again that just kept blowing up and causing issues for BC. That was, I think two of those were Ruiz. Uh, didn't really work that well, and he just wasn't going to have a, a future with the team. So it made sense for him to enter the portal. Um, and he'll he'll go away, and good. I mean, good for him. You know, you want to play, you want to, I always have this motto that for uh, transfer, for kids, do what makes sense for you. Don't ever, like you want to play for your team, but like in the, at the end of the day, like you got to do what's best for you. And like for a kid like Ruiz, he's just going to sit on the bench. Like if there's a program that's going to give you a scholarship and you get a chance to kick, you go, you go chase that, right? You he probably has his degree, I bet by now. He has two more years of eligibility. So hopefully he can find that. Um, that's the only uh, transfer news so far. I mean, ECU had three within an hour after the end of the game. So um, I expect a few more. I think you'll have a, some news trickle in of, of a few more probably coming up. And I don't have names, so don't ask me. Don't say, hey, Jay, who's going to transfer? Um, we'll, we'll go from there. Now, we're going to continue on tomorrow's show to talk a little bit about the season. I'm going to do you know a breakdown. I think tomorrow's show, what we'll do is go over the season as a whole. I'm going to give you a recap. We'll have Mitch on at different points uh, during the next couple of weeks to talk about specific players and things like that. But I'm going to give you just, I'm going to go from the Colgate game to 
the cancellation of the military bowl and give you everything, my thoughts and reactions as that season progressed, because it's going to take a 30 minute show to get through all of that. And so this is AJ Black. Thank you all for listening. If you have not done so already, please follow me on Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC. Find me with that little blue check mark. That's me. Um, I hope you follow me and uh, on Twitter. Uh, also locked on BC on Twitter. And if you're not done so already, I already said subscribe to YouTube. You should have done that already. If you have done so already, also go to Google, uh, sorry, to Spotify, who now has a rating system. If you listen to us on Spotify, you can give us a five-star rating. It helps us tremendously. You could you used to only be able to do it on Apple. Now you can do it on Spotify. That would be a huge help as well. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you all again soon. Take care, everyone.